welcome to The Pasho Perspective, a place where I share my perspective on everything in the space between life and death. I am your host, Pasho. Today, we're finally going to talk about Shasta Nelson's frentimacy. The idea of frentimacy is that there are three requirements to friendship. After a bunch of research, Shasta Nelson realized that the number one public health issue is not smoking or obesity, it's loneliness. So many people in our society feel lonely. And it isn't because of a lack of friends, but it is because of a lack of meaningful friendships. In her presentation, Friendtimacy, Shasta Nelson presents a pyramid uh, style of graphic where the three sides represent the three requirements you will need to bring a relationship up into a more intimate, fulfilling, worthwhile friendship. It gives us a feeling of being seen, where we are safe and we are satisfied with the amount of vulnerability that we are, are able to give and the amount of vulnerability that is given back to us and reciprocated by our friends. The first requirement, Shasta would say, is consistency. Consistency is the amount of time that you spend with each other. You may hang out with somebody at a bar or at a playground for a day, but if you don't hang out again, you're not really friends. So the difference between having a good time with somebody and calling that person a friend is that there is consistency. You're always hanging out with each other. And so think about, you know, the kind of relationships you had when you were a younger kid. You know, we're usually friends with people who live on the same street. If you don't have any people there, we become friends with those who are in our classes at school, right? And so out of proximity, we really choose our friends. But as we get older, we need to learn to, you know, one, decide, are those, are those friendships still healthy for me? Are they good for the goal that I am pursuing? Or is it time to let go? You know, part of our life and part of growth is learning what is worth holding on to and what as well as who is worth letting go so that you can become the fullest or achieve your fullest potential and become the person that you were destined to be. So the first requirement is consistency. And this is where we feel safe because we've hung out with this person and they haven't heard us. They haven't lied to us. They haven't revealed any of our secrets to anybody. We feel safe. We build a trust, you know, based on the more time that we spend together. The more that I tell you and the less that you reveal to other people, the more I trust you. And so that right there starts to build up the friendship. The second requirement, according to Shasta Nelson, in regards to building intimate friendships, meaning friendships that are more worthwhile, not just casual acquaintances, is positivity. Obviously, you're not going to be friends with somebody if there is no joy or kindness, validation or gratitude. We need to feel positive interactions. Shasta Nelson would say that, you know, when you're taking inventory and stock of the friendships that you have, Every interaction with your friends, you should have at least five positive interactions to every one negative. You know, so think about it. When you're with your friends, you usually have five days where you're laughing. One day, maybe, you know, where you're not so happy with each other because of maybe a miscommunication or jealousies or any other type of petty things that we do with our friends. Positivity is the foundational start of relationships, right? If we're not having a good time, if we're not laughing I mean, why even try to build consistency? Why bother meeting up later if I didn't even like hanging out with you at all at the get-go, right? And so we have this foundation of positivity. 
And then once we've realized that we have a good time and we have a lot in common with this person, then we start to build up our consistency. And so, you know, if you were to cut the triangle into three pieces going uh, horizontally, right, the bottom box or, or, you know, rectangle of sorts would be your positivity. And when you add consistency, it moves up the triangle. And the goal is to move those acquaintances that we have, which there are many, that's why it's the base of the pyramid, and to raise it up to the smaller part of the pyramid where obviously we will have less friendships that are on that intimate level. I mean, it's not like you have a hundred friends who know all your dark secrets. You probably have one or two people who really know the truth, the real you, and the real history behind this person that you are. The last requirement that Shasta Nelson says that we need is vulnerability. Vulnerability is where we are able to share and reveal and allow ourselves to be seen by our friends. And so by vulnerability, Shasta Nelson, you know, brings up a great point that when you have true friendship, you know, not just acquaintances, you can risk bragging, you know, and I really like the way that she puts that, that when we are, you know, when we're having successes in our life and things are going well, we should not be afraid to tell our friends things are going great. Things are going well. If they're real friends, they should be happy for us, right? Even Jordan Peterson would say, you know, according to uh, one of the first rules that we've gone over, right? Look for friends who want the best for you that, you know, they would want to celebrate, you know, they would want to celebrate your successes and be glad that your life is getting better because they care about you, you know, in a sincere way. But not only bragging, though, we should also have to or not have to, but we should also be willing to risk talking about our failures, you know, for people who aren't our friends or at least those close friends that we have, you know, when we brag, it kind of sh- seems like we're showing off. Not a lot of people like a showboat. But at the same time, the opposite is true, too. We need a support system that allows us to risk complaining and whining. Now, I know what you're going to say. Jim Rohn would say don't whine and complain. But remember, the purpose of Jim Rome's thing is that, again, human emotions are expected and they are natural and they are positive, you know, things in our lives to help us learn lessons and and different things like that. So there's nothing wrong with whining or complaining. It's when you whine and complain as part of your personality, as part of your reflex to situations in your life that really become a nuisance where people want to kind of turn you off and they'll stop calling you and stop hanging out with you. And so you really are risking complaining and whining to a person, you know, if they're not a really close and sincere friend, you know, because when you tell somebody bad things are going to happen, if they're not really your friend, you know, you get this one upism, you know, where they'll be like, oh, you lost your grandmother. Well, I lost both of mine or I lost my dog and my cat. So that's two people, you know, and it really shouldn't be about that. You know, when when somebody leaves your life that was special to you, your friends should give you that shoulder to cry on and tell you, you know, I know it's bad. I lost my grandmother and I know how you're feeling and let me tell you, things are going to get better, right? And so, you know, in order to have that kind of friendship, though, you have to be vulnerable. You have to be willing to admit those failures as well as to celebrate those successes. And, and your real friends are the ones who will be happy for you, not the ones who are silently stabbing you in the back because you did something great and they didn't. But we also have to remember during this vulnerability that it's a two-way street and that we have to speak up for our needs as well. It is not our friend's responsibility to make sure that we have shared everything that we have. It is our responsibility to make sure that we are sharing with our friends so we don't feel lonely, so we have people to talk to, 
instead of blaming your friends, saying it's their fault for not asking me or probing me questions about what's going on with my life, remember, when it comes to friend intimacy, it's not about fault. It's about making a connection. So what kind of connections do we want to have in our lives? What kind of connections do we want to carry with us into our futures? And we really have to start thinking about that. Because we don't want to have this pandemic of loneliness. I can only imagine this presentation was given, I believe, in 2014. I can only imagine things have gotten worse due to COVID. And so I think now friendships are incredibly important. And so maybe what we need to do, instead of worrying about making more friends, getting more followers, what we should do is look at the group, the Motley crew that we already have in our lives, and start to pontificate on what exactly can I do to raise these friendships? Maybe they're in that first echelon in the pyramid. Maybe they're even in the second level because you've been vulnerable. You've shared some things. You've consistently been with each other and you obviously have a positive time. So this affords you then the opportunity to think, what can I do to bring this friendship up to the tip of the pyramid where I will feel seen, I will feel safe, and I will be satisfied with the kinds of relationships that we have. So in conclusion, the three requirements to friendship, according to Shasta Nelson in her presentation titled Friendtimacy, is we need positivity. We need to have a good time with these people that we're going to call our friends. Number two is consistency, that we see each other on enough daily or maybe weekly or monthly or even yearly, you know, visits with each other to where we, you know, continue stoking the fire. We kindle the flames of friendship that are still there. We create our rituals and traditions. Uh, and we get to share those with our friends. And then number three is the vulnerability, being able to share and reveal and feel as if we're being seen. And then the last thing that I would like to carry over is just to remind you that it's not enough to do this for your friends and to expect these things out of your friendships. This is something that we also need to remember to do for our friends. Are we spending enough time with them where they feel safe and that they built trust with you? Obviously, the positivity is always going to be there. That's why you're hanging out in the first place. But maybe vulnerability is something that you can work on. Maybe I haven't shared enough with my friends so they don't really think this is a worthwhile relationship. Or, you know, maybe they haven't revealed enough to you. And so you tell your friend, hey, you know, I love sharing these things with you, but I want to know about you. You know, what are your failures? What are your successes? You know, what can I do to help you? Because I think, you know, the better we are at communicating our feelings with each other, the more satisfied our relationships will be. Thank you for joining me today. If you like this episode, please share it. And in case you haven't already, please smash that subscribe button and leave a review. It would help me and the podcast out tremendously. You can also support me and the podcast over at Patreon. Just go to patreon.com backslash the Pacho Perspective and become a member of Pacho's Chachos. God bless and have an amazing life. We'll meet again next week where we'll be discussing Jordan Peterson's rule number four.